You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for the season four premiere of Californication. Tonight's host is Kevin Undergaro. Joining Kevin will be AfterBuzz co-hosts, Access Hollywood's Maria Menunos, Stuart Lill, and Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Californication news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... Kevin Undergaro. Thank you, Rich, <laughs> for your intro. Sorry, people, some technical difficulty. I think, at least, unless uh, made him sound super slow. Unless maybe that's how he's doing it. I don't know. He's he's probably just as excited as we are for our uh, big premiere night. It's it's a it's a showtime evening of shows. Uh, I am a uh, really big fan of Californication. I think it's a terrific show, and I, I'm so excited to, to jump back in. The, the problem for me um, with a lot of these shows is they take such long breaks that I, it, I, I'm actually forgetting you know, a little bit uh, of where we're at and what we have. Unfortunately, um, Stuart was able to help me as we, were, uh, as we were moving along. So forgive me, please, if I, if I screw up names or facts, whatnot. Um, but anyway, we see... Uh, on the show, we see uh, Hank get out of jail. We see him meet a hot new lawyer. Uh, he's hired to write a screenplay. He meets another hottie. Uh, he gets off on the assault charge, but then hmm. uh, he faces charges of statutory rape. Um, we're going to go over all that. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about exactly how close uh, is Hank's life and the life we see to uh, true California living. Uh, it'll be interesting. Maria, it's been about 10 years uh, I uh, in L.A., I've been here a little longer, and, and Stu and Phil are newbies. Uh, it's been about a little over a year. So uh, it'll be interesting to, to break that down. But let's let's start off. For, what, what are you guys' thoughts from, from the beginning of the show? We have this really cool rock and roll opening. You know, it's, it's, it's slow motion. We see, uh, we see Hank and Ajahn, of course. Uh, he is greeted by his stalwart uh, right-hand man, Runkle. And the cigarette, the booze, uh, the wine, and, and yeah, the, and we're going right with it. You know, what, what, like, what were your thoughts, Stu, when you saw that? Um, well, unfortunately, I hadn't seen the end of last season, so I was like, where, where, where is this coming from? I know, I know, shocked. Even I had, but but anyway, um, I was I was glad to see that Hank hadn't really changed. He just he'd grown out a little bit of facial hair, which I think he looks really good with. I think uh, I think he should keep that. He's a handsome guy. He is a handsome guy with some uh, five or uh, how many? How many days? Two o'clock shadow. Uh, two 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 day shadow. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was glad he's back. You mentioned he took a long time off, and Hank's just 
he's just a, he's just a mess in general, and just this is just a perfect way to introduce him back into season uh, season three, season four, season season three. Phil, four. May I, Phil, have you? Is this a show this, that you've watched? Closely? This is my first show, but um, okay. I liked it in the sense of you know uh, I almost thought it was was another opening uh, credit title sequence, and you know speaking to Stu's point, you know that's a very nice way to sort of get everyone back as if you know just very very cool. I guess the word would be. As you know. I split, I <laughs> split water all of myself. I'm sorry, Phil. I just, right as he said, very cool. I looked at yeah. you spilling all over so myself. Uncool, like, so uncool. Because I'm so un-Hank Moody, where, although I wish I were. Um, what, what I, here's what I liked, guys. When I saw the you end totally of... totally skipped over me. When I, I said, not opinions. interested. Okay, go ahead, please. No, 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 no. Come on. No. No, no, no it's okay. I, I have to say I'm super excited for this season because having watched all the seasons prior and caught up, like... Like you said, I I forgot about Californication with Breaking Bad and right. all these other shows that I've been addicted to. Dexter, um, I just think that this is such a great show. It really captures LA. It really captures LA people in in a real like finite way, and you know it hits on so many interesting topics, which we'll go into throughout the show. But um, but it's very real and it's very raw, and I love that. Well, you know, and again, we'll go over it in our special segment because I'm interested in all of your thoughts on how, how close this is, I mean, to, to to the life. I think a lot of guys, at least at home, you know, I'll say myself, I see his life and I'm like, oh, I want his life. I mean, I'm a writer. It doesn't really go like that for me, but I'm like, that's really amazing. His life to me is just sensational. I'm a girl and I want his life. Okay. All fun. this being said, here, here's what I liked about the opening, you guys. Except for the statutory rape part. All right. Well... <laughs> Not it's, fun. No, but it's interesting that you, you it's it, that will help me with what I'm about to say, the statutory rape part. The way they ended last season, they ended on, and I'm, Stu, I'm sorry you didn't see it, and I know, Phil, you didn't see it either. But the um, the tone of the show, the series, is very much like the tone of this episode. He just, he, he is just kind of uh, going through life with a hangover, so to speak, but uh, banging on girls along the way. You know, always kind of finding a way career-wise to kind of end up okay. Uh, it's all about ha- him. Has his comedy with Runkle and is trying to get it right with his 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 real love life. You know, not his external love life, but his inner love life. You know, with his wife and his child, and doesn't seem and and anyway, it has that this kind of a fun flow to it. And and that last episode of last season did not. It was almost like it was almost like okay, now the price is going to be paid for how you've behaved these past three or four seasons. And it was like, oh, boy, the needle was off the record. And the way they ended it made you say, oh, my goodness, like we're going to be coming up to the last season or the last season of two where we're just going to watch this man's ultimate disintegration. It went into such a dark place. And and as as much as I was compelled by the last episode and, and so excited for the new season, I was also a little bummed out because I was like, oh, God, now it's, it's kind of time to pay the piper for Hank. And, you know, someone who, who really um, – uh, empathizes with his character or roots for his character. Wants to live vicariously through yeah. his character. And when like and, and when it ended so dark and, and you know and I have not seen the last episode since last year, but from my memory, it was like the music and, and then it got really quiet and very dark and the cops show up and the, the wife is is the and daughter are crying. It was like, whoa, this is not the series. And so to to the way they opened it it was like, relax, guys. It's going to be okay. It's okay. 
The party will continue. It, this is just Hank Moody. This is just his life, and that was just a, that was just a minor setback. And, and we're gonna have plenty more. But I was like relieved that okay, the, the the to me by coming out in this way, I feel like the series is gonna have more life. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I'm glad they definitely opened it up and got back to the, the roots of Californication. And um, I mean, I'd recently heard David Duchovny talk about how they kind of write the series like every season as if that's gonna be their last season. It would have been really disappointing if it ended right. on. That no, because I mean I read about I read the about the episode how it was just a bunch of, you know, it was him dream sequence. It was um uh, the 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 promotion for that book, um, and and then the kind of like the the fight breakout and everything. And yeah, it sounds like it would have been an episode I wouldn't have liked in particular. And yeah, if if that's how the writers thought, if they didn't know they're going to be renewed, and that's how I, I don't I don't know why they if went you, that direction. You, well, you know what? But, if you didn't, you might not have enjoyed it emotionally. But I yeah. know you're a writer, Stu. You would have appreciated. It was well done. It okay. was well crafted. And well stated, it's just that, you know, we love Hank Moody and we want to see more of the show. It, it's almost like, you know, I don't know if, if you guys, I know Maria watches Big Love and we'll be actually going over that show next week when it premieres. Do, do either Stu oh, I love Big Love. Okay. But you knows how Big Love is really, you can feel it coming to an end. Oh, it is the I last mean, season. I but, it, but even before they announced okay, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. only announced this year. They didn't know. But you knew even the cinematography was getting very dark. Same with The Sopranos. It was getting very dark, the cinematography. Like, and, and the fact that the, now the family's out there, you can't you can't be out there and not get arrested. Mm-hmm. With you know, there's no way to, unless you're not a good writer, which they are great writers on that show. So you know the whole saga of Big Love. I didn't think I thought it would be two more seasons, but I think some kind of behind the scenes crap went down where they were like, okay, no, only one more. Mm-hmm. But um, but I was fearing that in Californication we were taking that that uh, step, and I'm. So far, I feel good that maybe we're not. Like, maybe we're going to have a good year and maybe one more year. Or who knows? Like, who, yeah. but, well, because he's least... still got to get it right. So it's like you always, at some point, have to have your character pay the price or else it's just this, like, vapid existence. So he's paying the price, and then he will or will not go back to his old ways. You know, there's no way he's going to, like, settle down and get married, you know, well, stay with his wife you know, and Marie, have his if kid. They're gonna end a, if they're going to end it, if they're going to end a sitcom, they would either, that would be the traditional way, or the other way would be like leaving him on a beach drunk with no with money and him. basically, or not even that, Maria, like that maybe like he's <laughs> going to just kind of go off the deep end and just, so, but uh, anyway, I was grateful to see the opening, the music, it's clearly like, we're ha- it, like guys, it's a fun show, okay, like just relax, it's okay. Hank's going to get through this. And so, you know, he gets out of jail. He he immediately does what we all do. We return back to, you know, the our our, our, our world, you know, where the problem was initiated. He goes back to his, his to home. His, to his home, yes, and the woman he loves. And I and when he sat well, in well, bed with his – Why do you have to his, talk? Why have to be like that? No, when he sits in no, bed like, with Sasha, the movie star. Wait. Wait. No, well, you Wait. My turn. Yeah, but why so facetious? Like the tone, like it's Kevin, horrible. Am I the this, only one that's like? This is why men make women crazy. Okay, that scene, exactly that scene. She's in bed with him, Sasha, the movie star. You're jumping ahead. He's saying, "Wait, wait, look at your schedule." Wait, no, no, no. But we're gonna get back to it. All right. He says, my family is the most important to me. I know how dumb that sounds, blah, 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 blah. It is. And then he screws her. Because. How is wait, your mom, wait, how's just, your, the mother of your just, child yeah, and your you child getting, the most you important so thing upset? in your life? That, don't talk over me. It's, it is very important. Just don't get so upset. Of course it's important to him. It's important to all of us. 
But uh, you have a hot girl. Are you kidding me? You know how hot that girl was? Oh, really? Young, hot piece of, you know what? Like, no. Oh, really? It just appeared in his bed. He ha- had to do it. Doesn't mean he doesn't but see, care. that is just exactly the point I want to make. What's your point? That, first of all, in Hollywood, you know, it's one fantasy after the other that's just realized. And that's why marriages do not work in this town is because you have Sasha's running around with, you know, beautiful tatas who were willing to get on top of you, and 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 you don't even have to try. He was he wasn't even trying. No, that's his character, which I love. That's why we all want to be him. And there's always someone better, and and that just that oh, just said so much. Everyone moved to L.A. That's why we love it out here. So, so would you would you be sitting here right now cursing Hank Moody if uh, he hadn't talked about how he's like missing the love of his life? Would you be like, oh, that's cool. He 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 boinked uh, he boinked Sasha. That's fine. But if but because he said that. No, because, well, this also goes back to last season where he wanted to make the commitment to his wife and child. And I'm not sure, were they married exactly or were they just together? I don't remember exactly. They didn't remarry. No, they were, but they were working it out. Okay, so so you're recommitting, you're committing to this woman again and you're committing to this family. You get sidetracked with that other girl. And he did. He was sidetracked with a few girls, he basically but he did sex- no, but it, but he committed at the end. He cut off the stripper, he, the stripper writer. Yeah. He stopped dating. And I know the other it's so woman. hard after you've gotten what you wanted. Anyway, um, he has sex with a girl that's the same age as his daughter, and then he comes back this season, and now it's like time to really like, you know, go go full throttle here and fix things. And yet you sleep with another girl. <laughs> like, I don't get you people. I don't get you guys, but I do. The dude side of me gets it. You guys don't care. He still cares about her, and he still cares about the kid. But when she finds out that he just had sex with her again with this other girl, she's going to go nuts. And that's why why people Why do we have to tell her? So she doesn't have to know. Leave it alone. Okay. (laughs) Poor Hank. Poor Hank. Poor Hank! (laughs) Okay, wait, now... I'm surprised at you, Maria. Why? You're usually more of a dude like you get. I just he said was, I get I mean, it. He was invited but this, this is girl's why place. women go crazy because you're saying you want to commit but to me. Said, get out but of then my you go life. have sex with this other person. But she said, "Get out of my life." So what's he supposed to do? She doesn't really mean it. She's just angry. Oh, she doesn't mean it. He was in jail. I mean, it, she said, "Get out." You know, he had no pl- and no place to sleep or whatever. What's he supposed to do? Come on. Oh, what's he supposed to do? I don't know. Get do? a hotel room and sleep by yourself. And and uh, I don't agree. I mean, they're broken up as far as I'm concerned, him and the okay. wife. Anyway. anyway, I mean, like we're not here for that, though. I mean, that's a, that's another discussion about men and women. Let's talk about the writing. The writing to me. Well, is- no, it's a discussion a about Hank's morals and whether he wants to commit or not. But that's Hank. That's why we love this show. At least that's why I love this show. No, I love it, too. But just don't say you want to commit to her. He's gray. Well, that's, I mean, that's really all our uh, underlying problems in life, especially as Americans. We have so many choices out there that we just don't want to commit. I mean, the, yeah. the, you know, that's the big thing. And, and in some states, pe- people define freedom as the ability to commit to a choice and just going with it. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have like 3,000 choices, eh, when you get a half, well, when you okay. can supersize, but, why would you get the happy but meal, he had right? His, but he, his discussion with Runkle about, listen, if you have sex with 89 more people, you're not going to be happy. He says this, you know. I mean, he knows. Yeah. But he, I mean, I, he, I mean, he overdrinks. You know, he's just a troubled guy. But he knows. I mean, I, he knows deep down, and he knows he screwed up. But I mean, a guy in that position, I don't think there's a guy in this world that's strong enough to resist that. 
to go over there and do his job for his friend. I don't know. Oh, Stu, you are? You're strong enough to resist that? I am. Is that what you're leaving for? I am. Leaving for? Thank you, Stu. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You are a real gentleman. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'm wondering, because remember they uh, hinted that he found pills. What, could could it be that uh, this wasn't just Hank Moody being Hank Moody, but it, it could have been weak because of uh, what was in the wine? <gasps> you think she drugged him? No, I think this was just Hank. I just yeah. I was just throwing it out there. That would have been good. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was just Hank. I mean, and I think, you know, but it's interesting, his discussion, you know, I think after he gets out of jail, he, he meets this new hot lawyer. Carla Gugino. So, so yet another hottie in his life who is, tries to stand her ground with him and somewhat succeeds, but then again. And guys like him love women who are going to put him in his place. Right. Go ahead. Right. And so, you know, they meet and they have a quick exchange. You know you know, she's going to factor. Do we all agree she'll be factoring in for the season? Absolutely, because Entourage is over. How many episodes <laughs> do you think it'll take before uh, she's in bed with Hank? They may yeah. not do it because that might be too obvious now. I think it's coming. I think it's it coming. happens so with every think? woman. I think I think it's coming because I mean, if you look at all these sort of shows like Boardwalk Empire, like you know, everyone you expect to see hook up, hooks up. Yeah, who Maybe not when you from? expect it to, but she was um, Ari's nemesis yeah. on Entourage. Oh, okay. I didn't know the hair grow. Mm-hmm. Wow, nice. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be some. I mean, there'll be the tension <laughs> anyway. But I, I, <laughs> I love at the end when she's like. Uh, don't worry. They've you know they've dropped the charges. Oh my God, I love you. Wait. So before mm, we but you're getting cuffed. So before we get there, Maria, that's a we're jumping ahead. We we move into uh to to his UTK. Is that the fictional agency? Yeah. UTK. Uh, where he is is hired to write a screenplay. Very interesting. Maria knows right off the bat. Where were we? CAA. We're at CAA. The real CAA that it's actually shot in. It's probably why they gave it a mention. At the mm-hmm. In fact, that round room, me, Marie and I have had several meetings in that very room. Just last we? week. Yeah. So it was, it was, it's fun to see that. Um, now, but, for us uh, sort of more lay people, what CAA? I'm sorry. Good, po- <laughs> good point, Phil. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Creative Artists Agency is probably the biggest uh, is agency. the biggest. Oh. Do you think with, even with, w, with WME, the merger between Endeavor and William Morris? Uh, well, that's a tricky question. I haven't thought that through. You know, more of the, the bigger stars, screenwriters, directors uh, belong there. Um, you know, Miss Menounos uh, belongs there. It's, it's Well, when you think of the top two movie stars in the world, it's Tom Cruise and Will Smith, and they're both there. So that, I guess that's indicative of, of what's the <laughs> To me, that, that says enough. It's a beautiful, beautiful building. Um, more people, more extras, though. Did you notice that, Maria? Like, oh, yeah, weird extras, our, too, in the background. But our, when we're there, the waiting room is... But that wasn't the waiting room. That was downstairs as you go over to Barnes, Morris, Klein, and York. That's where our lawyers and are. And so they set up couches downstairs. Oh, they created that, yeah, right. That so that didn't interrupt their business. Yeah. Uh, interesting. That's the second time that, uh, or maybe not, maybe more, but, um, you know, Inception used CAA and now this show. So I guess they're pretty open to their clients. Yeah, I'm probably going to use it down the road. I was saying that to Maria last time we were there. I said, you know, there's a scene that I want to do here. And she's like, yeah, we probably can make that happen. Which is cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. But anyway, we see Hank jumping into perhaps writing um, movies, but it, it, it gives us uh, a, a chance for him to meet yet another hottie. Who we've, Sasha. Who we've already talked about. Sasha Fierce. But what did you guys think of the – was it the a director? Who was the stoner in there? Was he the director? Yeah, he was, he's got to be the director. He was the director, you know, the agents, the lawyers. and uh, Pretty realistic, Maria, the way that scene went down? I, I, I don't – feel like it was that realistic to be honest i mean i don't know one actress in this town 
that's going to do that necessarily in a meeting. Do Maybe. You, I think, I mean, okay, remember like, oh God, I don't want to say names, but remember one of the movies we did? I'll, I'll write it down. Okay. <laughs> I can write down the initials. And I just think a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean, Maria? Very yeah, art- she could do that. They're very artsy. It's different. I know you're you're an actress, but you're also a journalist, so you, yeah. you're you more normal, whereas well, a lot of the true actors. Yeah, I think, um, I think that it, it's possible for sure because when you think about it, it, they said she was America's sweetheart. And what do you do when you want to go the other way and prove to people that you're not? You know, Jessica Biel posed for, you know, the cover of what, Maxim or something like that. Anne Hathaway just did an entire movie totally naked. You know, when they're trying to shed that, you know, Princess Diaries image, they'll do just about anything. Well, and they'll do that for the press. But in in the in a meeting room, you know, maybe maybe not. But but I think because they more are more artsy and more like in the moment. I, I mean, to me, I, that didn't so much. That girl did me. not seem artsy to me. Well, then that's miscasting. I mean, they had her nails black. They tried to make her. Maria she did not look artsy. <laughs> yeah, she looked exactly what they said. America's sweetheart. She looked very sweet. Yeah, but she had, no, the black fingernails made. Did you know she had a, a, a tattoo around one of her fingers? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. That's not America's sweetheart with a tattoo on her finger. Come on. So I mean, but I, they could have added that. I'm saying her appearance, her face. I was the first thing I said. What did I say? Well, so her that's boobs do not match her face. Right. <laughs> that was a porn star like rack. No, it was fantastic. On it was on this like Great. you know 15 year old looking like sweetie pie from like Kansas. It didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense that she was okay. <laughs> she didn't look like a, a cutie pie. I mean, a, like America's sweetheart who. No, she did. Which she is, did. and then when, and and which I thought was decent of either her choice as an actress or the director, is they, it would be like a, if if Miley Cyrus was going to go to a dark place, she would have the black fingernails, she would have that's a good tattoo, point. she would that's have a great you know, So that's what they were doing. It's just again, which I think like it's it's a great show. So I mean, for me. Uh, with I thought the scene was 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 great. I think it's it's interesting to see a writer um, go into screenwriting. It's it's it's. I know back in the days of Hemingway, um, a lot of those writers did not have success when they transitioned from uh, novels to screenwriting. So it, it'll be interesting, but it gives them some work. It it it, it helps Runkle uh, get back into business. I know, and I business. loved that. I love that Runkle admitted to his client. Basically, I know they're friends. But I love that he admitted that he was kind of feathering his own nest and using it to make his comeback as well because he didn't need to give up that information. And I don't know one agent that would be that honest. No, no. So it was a nice moment. So and and, and realistic because they are friends. Bef- mm-hmm. bef- then you know, and I don't know many. I wonder, are there any agents who are? I mean, it's yes. like the agents first, but then they're friends. But are they friends first, then agents second? These guys are friends first, agents. Agent client second. You mean they started working together after meaning, they were friends? Meaning they're they're true friends. Uh, meaning it'd be like Phil and Stu. All yeah, of a sudden, I think so. You know? I think that exists. I have some really good agents that I know, you know, genuinely care about me as a person, and you know, can separate the work from it. Yeah. Corey Cricket's chirping. No, I know. No, no, no. I actually <laughs> know a couple. Dave no, no, no. You're right. No, I know a couple. I love that, that are that are friends first with you. Yeah, very rare. But yeah, I believe a lot of my representatives but I, are. But like I believe that. it with Runkle and, and Moody. I, be, I believe it with the two of them. I think they're great together. And I did love that. You know, he paused. Hank paused and was like, "Yeah, you know, dude, you, you're right. You're you're due. You're due to get back in the game." 
Um, Especially after last season, where he was he was uh, he was held hostage oh by, goodness, that, uh, that, by se- that sex freak. She's uh, famous, Susie or something. Just, uh, t- Kathleen Turner. Yeah, Kathleen Turner. Great. Okay. Spin. Oh, that was amazing. We'll see her again. She was. I think she was. Too she has good. to be back. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll see her again. Um, and so uh, he ends up having uh, sex with this this this. He goes into this meeting for uh, the follow up meeting for uh, Runkel, and of course. We see him have drinks, work on the screenplay a little bit, then have sex, and then uh, take a couple of punches to the face. I know. With rings on. I don't understand. Do guys actually want that? Come Stuart, on, guys. No, I, I know you're all having crazy, no, 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 no. It, raging sex I, in this room. It plays off of the previous season, Maria, and what happened in the writing of the book. Right? right. Yeah. Explain um, it, Stu. Okay, so Hank uh, slept with with Mia. And uh, are you talking about that, like why yes. he wants her to punch her? Yeah, okay, so Hank slept with Mia. And uh, in in turn, um, well, he wrote the bu- book. Uh, uh, can we just say the title? Or yeah, sure. Yeah, fucking and punching. And right. um, and, and anyway, so so Mia's referring to that to that scene. Uh, that I guess he details it in in the book. And uh, she's you know when she's like, uh, what was it like the punch? And uh, so she he has. And also he was he's very depressed during this. So um, so he she goes ahead and punches him. But uh, wasn't her name Sasha? No, no he, Mia was the girl from the previous season, the underage girl. That Sasha will be based on. So it's kind oh. of a weird scene because now he's right. fucking the girl that uh, he's going to portray the girl he, he slept with. And again, being an that actress, really she wanted to get close to the character. And that's why I really buy the way if she's true like a, an actress. And even if she's the America sweetheart type, all the more reason why she's going to want to become the role and prove that she can be an actress. So I, I buy all this. But the, but the punch was to mimic it. But for him, I think it was because he knew it was punishment due on his part for everything he's done. So that's why that's he's a great way to train for a role, though. Yeah, yeah. But I think he was saying to her, "Go for it for your role." But but the subtext of it was, "I've got it. I've got. I've got it coming." That's cool. I didn't know I've that. I've got punishment coming for what I've I've been crappy. Punch me, and I'm and I'll look at me. I'm pathetic. I'm drunk. I'm just a piece of shit. Punch me in the face. So. Um, so, you know, this happens, and we find out, yay, he's off his assault charges, but statutory rape he gets arrested for. And this is how we end the episode, pretty much. Uh, and it's like, wow, just when we thought we were out of the woods. Um, and I was like, oh, boy, was this an episode of teaser to uh, get us back into, like, true darkness? Or, um, or are we going to keep this kind of fun thing? And, of course, we'll talk about predictions later, but we could see – in next week's episode, that's still going to be fun. It's still going to be like the the uh, the wonderful madness of, of Hank Moody and and Rob Lowe, who's yeah. And again, oh, we'll, Lowe we'll get out. Listen, you guys, we'll talk weird. about it. Let's talk about that during. Um, Wait, pr- that prediction. was Rob Lowe. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, that was Rob Lowe. <laughs> See, with Maria. See, Maria comes in here, doesn't. We're going to talk about it during our predictions. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stay but you put. Just said it. All right. So, but he, uh, yeah, because he didn't know he was. No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, but there's much uh, more that we'll talk about. Let's for now. We'll cut to a commercial, and uh, we'll be uh, back with our special segment. Want to find out what the afterbuzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at three four seven eight five five eighty two sixty nine. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the afterbuzz. Three four seven eight five five eighty two sixty nine. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband? 
or your best friend. Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig no, won't come off. That wig come off, baby. No! What? Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Tonight is premiere night on AfterBuzz TV with the season premieres of Episodes and Shameless. And don't miss our breakdown of the latest episode of Desperate Housewives. Tonight on AfterBuzz TV. Welcome back, guys. Well, I guess... I'm always laughing at Rich and uh, Phil's creations. <laughs> the music is hilarious. Anyway, yes, uh, yeah, we're back, and, and uh, welcome back, Californication fans. Um, our special segment was uh, to break down, you know, Maria being a 10-year veteran of Hollywood, as I said, and these guys, uh, Stu and Phil, being here for a little over a year. How close is this to the California life, Maria? Let me ask you, from what you see of Hank... I think it's very close. That's why it's so good um, in so many ways. Like I said, even just – that's why we loved Entourage is because when you would watch Entourage, you would see they were shooting in familiar places and all the same hot spots and stuff. And I think one of the scenes in this episode was at Chateau Marmont, which is very famous. And then I think, obviously, we shot at CAA. Um, and I just – when I see um, – David's character, David Duchovny's character, I see so many people I know. Okay, can we back up for a second? You mentioned about Entourage. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, I know on the surface they go to all those places, but someone like you who knows everyone, not to name drop, but you're you're friends with Leo, you're friends with all, you're basically all the the people that are five years younger and five years older than you. If you're not friends with them, you know them, and you've been out with them and whatnot. As far as how they're living their lives, I mean, is is that what you're saying? What you liked about Entourage as well? Was it was a, cl- a close representation? Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I would compare the people I know to it in that like way. how like, Vinny lives in Vinny's Entourage. Like, it, it, you know, are there similarities? Yeah, absolutely. That's why again, Entourage was so successful. But but, but you're early. I'm just saying because you had mentioned all locations. I'm saying. Yes, that's great. That, that we know that realistically, they're going to go to the Chateau Marmont, or they're going to go to this pizza shop or whatnot. But but the lifestyle is the lifestyle. Do you feel accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And so, okay, so speaking to that, so the lifestyle of of Hank, you feel like that it's it's that accurate for for this guy to be kind of going to this bar, that bar, this strip joint, totally. this coffee shop because he's successful. And so, you know, a lot of those guys. And again, I have like. A, like one or two in mind right now. They have that swagger. They, you know, they have that aloofness. And I mean, you see, it's genuine. Here in LA. Yeah. And it's genuine because you see him with his own agent. He totally doesn't care. He just doesn't. He's just, whatever it is, it is. It'll come to him work wise. And, um, and he's floating around and he's living the California life, which is a fantasy, which is why girls who live in this town find it very difficult to settle down with someone because there's always someone hotter, younger, and sexier around the corner to um, tempt the men here. And, and, every, so, and every bit is willing and, and willing to, to, these women you're saying, willing to be with a guy oh my like, God. like even that age? Yes, and older. 
Yes. And by the way, he doesn't look old to me. He's hot. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I'm just I, saying, he's, he, you know, when you say girl, It's realistic for you have all these girls 22 coming in, to go out. Or 18, him. 19, 20, 21. He's had that before on this yeah. show. Obviously, you know. It's, totally realistic. Okay. Totally realistic. And so, and so, 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 so everything you're seeing, him living down Venice. Mm-hmm. You know, on the beach is the kind of the artistic like, and the kind of not giving a crap, as you said, and, and that being so alluring to people. All right, guys, I want, let me turn it over to the boys. What, what are your thoughts when you see this? Is, is Are you seeing some of this with, with being here, living here? I, I haven't experienced too much of this firsthand uh, um, or much of any of it in terms of uh, of being ha- like Hank Moody. I mean, I've seen plenty of – of older men with younger women, but they're more of the business types. I haven't seen a a, a, a laid back guy uh, get as much as Hank Moody does. Um, You've never had a girl come into a writer's room and show her tatas to you? No, no. They the writers. Now, room. Phil. I mean, still your show. What was your show? Uh, the Defenders. The Defenders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Defenders. No, that was that was uh, who would go in there. Um, Pete. People who specialize in crime scenes and yeah, not 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 the type that you want to. So, do you feel that it's when you watch a show, is this the fantasy version of California or is this real? Real? I mean, is this realistic to you from from your perspective? From my perspective, uh, so far a, fa- a fantasy version for uh, fantasy version for, for me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Phil. I think uh, this is more so realistic than Entourage. I feel like uh, part of the reason why I like Entourage is that it is sort of more fictitious than that uh, things get solved way, way quicker. Story-wise, absolutely. Story-wise. Um, so, but in some sense, that that was the appeal for me, and I like this in contrast to that. Um, so so I do feel this one is more realistic to, um, to the Hollywood lifestyle. Do I know particularly um, how that, like, have I seen that particular lifestyle? I've seen it, but but from afar, I've heard about it. Um, obviously, like with interacting from you guys, you know, I sort of get it, um, but I've not experienced it. Um, you know, okay, now it comes to me, and I'll give you guys. Have you experienced it, I'll Kevin? Give my take. Tell us. No, I don't want to say Do that. You not with feel? you here. <laughs> oh, really? Go ahead. Really? Um, well, you know, it was interesting. We were down. Uh, Maria and I did uh, had New Year's Eve in in South Beach this year, and we were at the Soho House. And I was talking to some very successful uh, TV writers. And I said, geez, it's nice to actually be out and be talking to writers. You know, the few times I do go out, it's, it's, it's stars or producers and, you know. Agents. Agents, a-holes. You know, not that agents are a-holes, but I'm saying generally when you go out, it's you're dealing with like these L.A. stereotypes. And the guy made a good point. He said, well, the, one of the writers made a good point. He said, um, because, you know, writers are in writing. They're not out really, you know, for the most part. You know, they're not out there doing it. So I, I say that because, not to say Hank's unrealistic. I, I'm saying it because Stu, you're a writer, so I get where you're right now. You're out here. You're you're not. Um, you don't strike me as a type who's who's Thursday through Sunday trying to get into clubs right. and trying to trying to score girls and, and hook up. I, you strike me as a type of kid that's that's writing and is passionate about the craft and, 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 and trying to like get into this business. I can tell Phil, because Phil's you know uh, you know works for me, um, Phil's working seven days a week, fifteen hours a day. He's not out there uh, doing it. He's he's actually making should happen, you know. Uh, he's not out there uh, but uh, I think playing the game. There are knowing some of these writers. He's not a TV writer, ha- Hank. 
he's a no, novelist, right? He's right? a novelist, more like Hemingway, exactly. So, so he's gonna for have him, the, he's got a different yeah. like film writers and and you know authors and that type of writing's different. You need you life know? experience, and you know they're more successful and whatnot. I I only brought up the writer thing because I was talking about Stu, and that's yeah. why you wouldn't see it, Stu. I wasn't talking necessarily about Hank. I'm telling you, like from from my experiences out here, um, you know, when I first came out here. Um, you know, Maria and 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 Stu and and Phil all went to Emerson and and Emerson College in Boston mm-hmm. and and there's a great, you know, um, most of the kids there, they're not into like at least the ones I've met, which is why I've always liked having the Emerson kids work for me. Um, they're not into the the bullshit of which is uh, let me go well, let me network. Let me at least the ones I've met, they're more into the doing. You know, let me film this, let me write this, let me edit this. Let me compose this, uh, which, which which is great. I didn't go to Emerson. I went to you know a small Catholic college that was just all about just drinking and finding your wife or your husband. I mean, it was it was as far away from show business as possible. So when I came out here, I just followed the cliche of like, oh, it's all who you know, it's all who you know. So I I did go out a lot. I mean, a lot. And then when. Uh, I was at MTV, and especially doing Singled Out, we had 100 single women come, show up every day. I was able to really be on that side of it, which is the partying and the you know the craziness and, and kind of the, the surface relationships and people kind of coming in and out of your life. And the friends that I had at that time who were older, were, I mean, like Maria Dean was a lot like Hank. You know, always every like he would date these girls and it would last like anywhere from two weeks to two months. And then it'd be another one. And um, he was a uh, he was uh, more of a screenwriter type, you know. Um, But, yeah, to me, I see it. uh, And and it to me is a realistic representation. And, and, And as I'm watching, I'm like, God, why wouldn't. Anyone just move and come out? <laughs> like I always say, like with don't we have enough traffic? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. well, you know what? The only thing that you really, the it, you can't live that lifestyle unless you have an income or some. You have to have you either have to work or you either have to have money um, to make it happen. But I feel like yeah, I feel like it is. It's very realistic, and um, I've always said like to Phil, if if when he gets into his thirties, if he wants to marry and settle down that's great but if he wants to have that life the Hank Moody life it'll be available to him because he'll have the success he'll have the he'll have he'll have he won't have to work as hard like the way he's coasting a little bit now career-wise Hank is so uh it's there if you want it I happen to think it's a great life uh there'll be a price to be paid for it at some point he's paying now he's paying now but you know what he's is he he's paying now but look he's in bed with a 21 year old like with with uh with a great body. And no. soon to, right soon now to he's to, in cuffs on his way to jail again. True, but it looks like, but next episode, we'll be right back at it. So, like, uh, but before we do talk about next episode, we'll probably uh, fill what, news and gossip now? Sure. Let's queue up news and gossip, Corey. After Buzz TV News. There's a clip of behind the scenes with David Duchovny discussing directing the season four of Californication. In it, co-stars Pamela Adlon and Evan Handler share thoughts on Duchovny's style and understanding of how actors take direction. Season guest star Rob Love adds his thoughts on bringing the King of Souls, James Brown, to his character. A uh, Rob Lowe, you mean? Um, yes. Sorry about that. Interesting. Well, you know, I mean, 
He's directing the entire. He's directing the entire season. Dave Duchovny, is that right? Uh, maybe not the entire season, but uh, just just in general of directing episodes. Has he had uh, Stu? Do you know? Has he done directed before? I've no. I've I've never. I've I haven't heard of this. It's great. I, I didn't know. But everybody does. At some, yeah. Some no. The smarter the, the smarter the actors do. Right. They, do. they jump in, which is great. Well, you know, I mean, he's gonna. You generally that they. It, they usually make the transition very well. I, I'm interested in seeing uh, Rob Lowe transform into a black man, um, personally, of uh, James Brown. Yeah, that's going to be something. <laughs> that's going to be something, guys. Good for Rob Lowe. We'll definitely check it out online on Showtune. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Susan Sarandon's daughter, Eva Amuri, who was a special guest star on the show, is engaged to U.S. soccer player Kyle Martino. Who did Eva play? Um... She. I didn't see her in this episode. Not in this episode. No, this was. Oh, that was right. The stripper. The stripper oh, yeah, slash. Oh yeah, yeah, like, you're right. Uh, okay, well that's nice. Congratulations to her. Best of luck with her. Well, US speaking of play. which, uh, Susan Sarandon defended her daughter's appearance in Californication, in which, uh, you know, the daughter played the stripper. Susan said, "I've seen bits and pieces of some of the nudity, and she looks beautiful." If you have it, why not? Don't I always say that to Maria? <laughs> if you have it, why not? Because you know what? 20, 30, 40 years later, you may regret that you didn't, you know. But, yeah, the, the, she's a gorgeous girl, but a really great actress, too. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. Really good actress. Anyway, Paula Marshall, who plays Sonia, will guest star in Fox's house as Cuddy's sister. Cuddy's oh, Sonia. sister? Sonia. Sonia, yeah. That's who was that? Um, in the show. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe not in this episode. I don't know. But uh, these are just more in general, so they don't necessarily, uh, it, per se, for the episode. Okay. But uh, just and again, you forgive us because it's been a, a year away from the show, yeah. so uh, it's we're going to be rusty getting back into it. Let's hear the next one. Emmy winner and director of the show Stephen Hopkins is set to direct Don Cheadle in a pilot called House of Lies, a half-hour dark comedy, and that will also be on uh, Showtime. That's a Showtime, another one. Yeah, who knows? we'll probably give it a give it a whirl. I mean, the the way pay cable stuff. Uh, the success ratio of a lot of these pay cable shows, it's, its you know what I mean? You want to, this, uh, I don't know, do you want to jump in on them? I mean, as yeah. tonight we're going to do a bunch of different shows, but I'm, I don't know, for me personally, between what Stars is doing, what HBO's always done, and the way Showtime has evolved, well, it's uh, like, we'll, we'll probably jump on it, I'm sure. Well, people are calling 2011 the year of Showtime, and with that, that's your AfterBuzz TV California Californication news and gossip for the week of January 9th, 2011. Nice. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that being the uh, the year of Showtime. I mean, for them to come out this strong, I mean, think of tonight, three brand new shows in one night. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And I think we need it. We, You know, it's it's good. This, I mean, this, comp- this way competition is so good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, well, who's on it also tonight? Matt LeBlanc, William, Mace, William H. Macy. Yeah. Is, I mean, that, that's a really phenomenal back-to-back-to-back. Absolutely. And, and you know, and this is only going to pu- push HBO to have to up their ante. And if Stars really wants to get in the waters, which I know they do, um, they're going to have to come forward as well. So this is this is good. Good for all of the uh, the uh, TV fans. Well, uh, we as, as we've touched on earlier, we see in the scenes from next week, we see that I mean, obviously, Hank's going to get out of jail. I mean, the charges will be looming, but it looks like he's out. We see um, some pills. Uh, what, I mean, Stu, did he have a pill problem before? Is that what they No, I, I, I th- it looked like he was finding them or something, but it, I don't like think... Like he's I don't, discovering I, them. He's discovering them somewhere. I don't know. Um, his wife throws something in his face. Yeah, yeah his the daughter says, I'm not ready yet. I can't deal with you yet. Yeah, yeah, we didn't see her talk this episode, so... Uh, 
Yeah. yeah she's just she a, doesn't talk yeah. much anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She's like, you know, I'm not ready. And then, of course, we have Rob Lowe uh, looking fantastic. He just Wait, really... that was really him with the that beard? Was Rob Lowe. That was Rob Lowe. Wow. Yeah. That so reminds me of like when I saw Phoenix. The Fighter and I saw um, Christian Bale come on screen. I'm like, God, they got a really good local Boston <laughs> actor to play this. And because it's Christian Bale, I'm like, what? Yeah. So, I love when I'm surprised. It's good. And it's good that, you know, I've always heard good things about Rob Lowe. And it's good that he's, you know, that he would, he would, um, he'd be involved in something like this. And change. Look, is he on a, excuse me, is he on a bunch of episodes, you guys, or is it just one? I think maybe a few. I don't, I don't know. I think I already lasted through most of the season. It, oh. It, yeah. Very good. Yeah, I don't think it's a one-episode wonder. Very good. But I, th- I think, you know, like uh, with most of these shows, he'll be listed as a special guest until maybe like if there is a next season, you know? Because we're right. seeing that a lot with uh, with actors, you know, that come on and they have sort of a more significant role, yet they still have the special guest it, title. If you, if you want to know, Wikipedia can tell us what Rob Lowe is playing in this are you interested? Uh, sure. I, I mean, I guess it's a spoiler alert. It's spoiler, a spoiler alert. Spoiler. We need to rich to give us a spoiler alert. The sound bite. Uh, it is a spoiler. Yeah, it's just, it's a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah. All right. You know what? Can you just do it in a way where you're not doing so much spoiling? All right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he's playing an actor in the movie mm. of of fucking and punching. Gotcha. And yeah. do you think? And you know, uh, you think like a Robert Downey type? Uh. It's it's a certain he's he's portraying someone and um, someone I can famous. Tell. Yeah. I could tell. Oh, who okay, he was good. Portraying All right. When I saw not, it. not someone famous like an actual celebrity, but 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 somebody in the book. Gotcha. Yeah, but I wonder who it's based on. It felt like to me just in the preview. I don't know. I'm, I just came into my mind Robert Downey. Oh, okay. Well, but I might be wrong. But no. But I mean, he, I'm literally basing this off like two words that I heard him say. So, <laughs> um, I may be wrong. Maria, what were you going to say? Uh, no, I, I changed my mind. Yeah, well, you changed your mind. I did. Well, because I thought for a second when I saw um, that character, he reminded me of a scruffy Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. He did. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe and, it is Brad Pitt. And then Pitt. Uncle's balls will be put on his body in that episode because that's, that's the only way he's going to sleep with 100 women, as uh, Marcy predicted. If, if Uncle's balls. No, well, no, sorry. You're ex- but you guys, you're excited for the rest of the I'm episode. psyched. Yeah, I'm hooked. I, I think so. Okay, good. All right, so hopefully, so we will be back next week, uh, Californication fans. Yes, I'll yes. be at the Golden Globes. Yes. Sorry, Maria will be at the Globes. But the, <laughs> me and the boys will hold down the fort. We will indeed. Maybe we'll get a stripper in here to tell us if it's realistic. The show. Not a big stripper guy. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> I am. Bye. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek. Engineer Corey Sheehan and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.